what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. You can separate yourself from those things that are conducive to sin. When God reveals one of those prophets of Baal in your life, you're responsible for putting that thing to death in your life. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. have your Bibles. Turn with me, please, to the book of 1 Kings, chapter 18. The book of 1 Kings, chapter 18. 1 Kings 18, verse 38. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces, and they said, The Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God. And Elijah said unto them, Take the prophets of Baal. Let not one of them escape. And they took them. And Elijah brought them down to the brook Kishon and slew them there. I want to use for a subject this morning, preaching a few minutes. Dealing with the 450 prophets of Baal. The fire that fell upon Elijah's altar is the greatest expression of the power of God that the world has ever known. Thousands of people had gathered on top of Mount Carmel. Sadly and regrettably, most of those people were deceived by 450 prophets of Baal. Elijah came before the people and said, Give us two bullocks. Let the prophets of Baal prepare their altar and the bullock put no fire under and I'll do the same. Let them call on the name of their gods, and I'll call upon the name of the Lord, the God that answers by fire. Let him be God. And he let those prophets of Baal go first. And they danced on that altar, and they hooped and hollered and cut themselves, and nothing, nothing happened. And after hours of all of this hoopla going on, Elijah said, that's enough. And he prepared the broken down altar of the Lord, laid the sacrifice on the wood, prayed to God, and the fire of God fell upon that altar. That altar that Elijah built 
its construction from the stones, the wood, the trench, the water, all of it typified the coming cross. The fire that fell upon that altar typified the judgment of God upon sin, which would be the death of God's Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. It was only after the fire of God fell upon that altar that the people came to know who God really was. And it hasn't changed from then until now. The only way to God is through Jesus Christ. The only way to Jesus Christ is through the cross. And the only way to the cross is by denial of self. Jesus said, if you're going to come after me, you have to deny yourself. Take up the cross daily and follow me. That is God's way. It has always been God's way. It's through and by the sacrifice. And that's why Paul said in 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 2, he said, I've determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. He said in Galatians 3 and verse 1, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth, before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath been evidently sent forth, crucified among you. Meaning that when Paul preached the cross, he preached it so strong, it was as if though the people saw Jesus crucified right before their very eyes. How many preachers today are preaching the cross to that extent? He said in 1 Corinthians 1 and 18, he said the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. I heard a preacher say some time ago, that Jesus died in weakness and that the cross was the greatest defeat in human history. That's not right. That's not of God, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, Jesus died in weakness, but it was a contrived weakness. He could have called a thousand angels to come down and set him free. But he didn't do it. He hung there on that cross for you and I. And he paid man's sin debt. And when Jesus died on Calvary and man's sin debt being paid, all sin, past, present, and future, for all of mankind, from the time of Adam and Eve right on up to today and right on into the future. For all who will ever call upon the name of the Lord, the Lord will save them and their sins 
are forgiven. The sin issue, the sin debt having been paid, it opened up the door for the Holy Spirit to come into our hearts and lives. Something that was not available under the Old Testament. But now that the sin debt's been paid, the Holy Spirit, the most powerful force in the universe, is now living on the inside of you. And it is that power, the power of the Holy Ghost. He, he gives you the ability to live a victorious, overcoming Christian life. That's where the power's at. It's foolishness to those that perish, but for those of us that are saved, it is the power of God. The cross is the greatest expression of the power of God the world has ever known. The cross made it possible for us to be in Christ. Romans chapter 6. And Jesus said in John 15, verses 4 and 5, He said, Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can you, except you abide in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Abiding in him means to keep your faith anchored in Christ and what he did at the cross. That and that alone. A lot of people today, they, want, they, they accept Christ, they embrace the cross, but when they have a little problem in their life, they want to place their faith in this over here. You're adding to what Jesus did. In essence, what you're saying is what Jesus did at the cross is not enough. You've got to have this five-step program, 12-step program. You've got to do this, do that. Do the other. The cross and the cross alone is enough. There is enough power there to do whatever needs to be done in your heart and life. Let me say that again. There's enough power in the cross to do whatever needs to be done in your life. What do you need? What is it that you need? Jesus made it all possible at Calvary. He paid the price. If we only knew what was available at the cross. Elijah was abiding in the Lord. Despite 450 prophets of Baal that were claiming that God was Baal. Elijah was abiding in God. He was abiding in the Lord. His faith was in the sacrifice. And everything he did was according to the Word of God. And he asked the Lord for the fire to fall. 
that the people may turn their hearts back to God. And God answered his prayer. And when the people saw it, 1 Kings 18, 39, when the people saw it, oh, I wish I could get you to see it today. The power that's available in the finished work of Christ. There's no reason in this world why you should go lacking for anything. There's no reason in the world why you should not be an overcoming, victorious Christian. The power is available. We've got to tap into it. Oh, if I could get you to see it today. When the people saw it, I wish the people out there in the world that are lost, I wish they could see the power that's available. Some of you are listening to me this morning. Your eyes are sunk back into your head. You've got needle tracks all up and down your arms, and you've got needle tracks between your toes. Some of you have drunk enough alcohol that you can float a boat in it. And you can't set yourself free from it and your life is wrecked and ruined. Some of you are listening to me by radio this morning and you're in a prison cell because of some things that you've done in your past. And your life is wrecked and ruined. Some of you, your marriage is on the rocks because of some decisions that you've made and you've struggled with something and you can't stop. You can't quit. Let me tell you, the Lord knows what to do, and He did it at Calvary. If you'll place your faith in Jesus Christ, who He is and what He did at Calvary, let me tell you today that He can put your broken home back together. He can take the taste of that alcohol away. Mister, you won't need that alcohol anymore. You won't need those drugs anymore because He put something down in your heart that drugs cannot touch, that alcohol cannot touch, that a relation, any other relationship, relationship in the world can't touch it today oh, because God places something in your heart that is greater than anything that this world has to offer. Oh, if they could see it, your life would be so much better. I've learned over the years that what God has planned for us is greater than anything that we can come up with on our own. If we'll just trust Him. If we'll follow Him. If we'll do what He said. Like Elijah did, everything he did was according to the Word of God. When the people saw it, the Bible says they fell on their faces. This is an outward sign of humility. The more we understand what Jesus did at Calvary, the more you and I will walk in humility. That's why the preaching of the cross is so very, very important. The cross exposes that which is wrong. Look at 1 Kings 18.39. When the people saw it, they fell on their faces. When they saw that fire fall upon that altar and consume all of it. When they saw it, they said, the Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God. Not only did they know who God was, but now they knew what was wrong. 
He that has an ear, let him hear. The cross exposes that which is wrong. They knew that those 450 prophets of Baal was wrong. And after you get saved, the Holy Spirit will begin to reveal the 450 prophets of Baal in your heart that's wrong. Well, Brother James, I ain't got no 450 prophets of Baal in my life. You're right. You got 453 prophets loose in your life now. Because you just lied. You're depending on your self-righteousness, and self-righteousness produces pride. Are you hearing me? He that says he has no sin, he deceives himself. And the people that day were deceived by 450 prophets of Baal. There's evidence that some of those prophets of Baal begin to run and hide. Because Elijah said, if you look there in verse 40, take the prophets of Baal and let not none of them escape. Only God can reveal what's hiding in our hearts. Now how do we deal with 450 prophets of Baal? I'm talking about the things in our lives that's not right. Things that are hiding in our hearts that we don't even realize is there. How do you deal with them? You got to deal with them according to what the Word of God says. And what does the Word of God say? Go to Deuteronomy 18 in verse 20. Deuteronomy 18 verse 20. But the prophet which shall presume to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or that shall speak in the name of other gods, even that prophet shall die. When a false prophet was found out, when it was revealed, that false prophet was to be put to death. My friend, let me tell you, when God the Holy Ghost exposes something wrong in our lives, we're responsible for putting that thing to death. What is death? Death is separation. Death happens when the soul and the spirit leaves the physical body. Separation. And you can't kill that thing in your life, but you can separate yourself from it. You can separate yourself from those things that are conducive to sin. When God reveals one of those prophets of Baal in your life, you are responsible for putting that thing to death in your life. That's why Paul said, 1 Corinthians 15, 31, he said, I die 
daily separation. Elijah said, take those prophets of Baal. When God reveals something wrong in your life, you've got to get a handle on it. Sin is a deadly business. It's like a rattlesnake loose in your house. And if you don't find that thing and get rid of it, sooner or later it's going to bite you and it's going to kill you. Let not one of them escape. And I can imagine those people grabbing a hold of those prophets of Baal. And those prophets of Baal starting to talk and try to justify doing what they were doing. And that's the way we are today. When God points out something in our lives, we try to justify and give good reasons for why we do the wrong that we do. And Elijah said, let not one of them escape. You can't let it slide. You got to grab that bull by the horns and wrestle it down. Don't, it's going to wrestle you down. And Elijah brought them down. I imagine that some of those prophets of Baal began to fight and struggle. Some of them were little guys. Some of them were pretty big, hefty dudes. And they don't want to be arrested. They're fighting. They're struggling. I don't know. But I'm going to tell you something today. Sometimes the fight and the struggle is real, folks. We're in a war, Christian. That's why Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, he said, for though we walk in the flesh, means that we're not in heaven yet. We're not in a glorified body yet. Well, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh after our own strength ability talent education those things which are indicative of a human being you cannot fight spiritual warfare through and by man's machinations you cannot do it he said verse 4 second corinthians 10 for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal it's not man-made but mighty through god to the pulling down Elijah took them down to the pulling down of strongholds. That speaks of the power of the Holy Spirit working within our lives as we keep our faith anchored in Christ. Casting down, verse 5, imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. That's everything that man tries to come up with that seems to work. You have to cast that thing down. Why? Brother James, it seems to work. It only produces pride. Because I did this right here, and now I'm an overcomer. You can't do anything to overcome other than trust in what Jesus Christ did at Calvary. Anything that you do, it only produces pride. He said, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Only faith in Christ can bring about victory. 
And he said, having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. That's living your life according to what the Word of God says. Being obedient. He took them down to the brook Kishon. And he slew them there. And the brook Kishon was a very winding river. The root Hebrew word for that is kosh. It means to bend. And if we'll deal with the things that are wrong in our lives according to what God said. Here's what God has promised. Romans 14 verse 11. Every knee shall bow or bend. And every tongue shall confess that the Lord Jesus Christ is God. And every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. Verse 12. Like it or not, we're all dealing with 450 prophets of Baal. And when God reveals one of them, we got to get a handle on it. we got to take them to the cross. And we have to ask God to help us to slay that thing in our lives. Because if you don't, eventually that thing's going to bite you and it's going to kill you. You can lose your way today by not dealing with the 450 prophets of Baal. today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning, we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.